0: Today, let's talk about reasons to be positive about the future outlook of Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and blockchain technology in general. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Crypto Bobby. I hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you are watching or listening in from. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you might notice the beautiful sky behind me. Actually, it has nothing to do with Bitcoin right now. Shout out Le'Veon Bell. Shout out to the New York Jets management. Shout out to the future of Sam Darnold. You boy's above the clouds. You boys is flying sky high right now, probably won't be in two years when Donald throws 90 interceptions and Le'Veon Bell gets run out of town, whatever. Let me just enjoy this moment for half a second. All right, we're back into the mix. So why am I making this video? Well, I think there are a couple different things to talk about when it does come to down to fundamental reasons why we can really be positive about the future of Bitcoin, of cryptocurrency, of blockchain technology in general. And a lot of it does come down to the established companies that have recognized the trend and are building in the space. And I do think that that is something that absolutely needs to be said and emphasized. And while the reasons and the companies that I'm going to talk about in this video, in this podcast, aren't necessarily going to positively impact the price, at least in the short term, I think that it is still very much hope, per se, maybe maybe a little bit of hopium, but very much hope for why you might be spending time paying attention to this industry in the long run when you have companies that have this level of expertise that have this level of resources, pouring resources, pouring dollars into this industry. And like I said, I don't necessarily think that this is going to immediately impact the price of Bitcoin and of a number of other cryptocurrencies, since they are all highly related to the price of Bitcoin, just generally speaking. But when we do look at it, I do think that this is something that you should be paying attention to and, and will hopefully help to, to give you that opportunity. Before we get into it, I want to tell you guys about Keeps. Losing your hair sucks. Keeps is the most affordable and easiest way to keep the hair that you have. These FDA approved products used to cost so much, but now thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to get. And in the midst of a crypto bear market... Every dollar counts for five minutes and now just $1 a day. You'll never have to worry about hair loss again. Getting started with keeps is so easy. Sign up takes less than five minutes. Just answer a few questions and snap some photos of your hair and a licensed physician will review your information online and recommend the right treatment for you. Then it's shipped right to your door. Every three months keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products out there. Some of you probably tried them before, but you've never actually gotten them for this price keeps is only Ten to thirty-five dollars a month. Plus, now you can get your first month for free. One hell of a deal for getting to keep your hair. To receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com/bobby. That is k-e-e-p-s.com/b-o-b-b-y. That's a free month of treatment at keeps.com/bobby. Keeps hair today, hair tomorrow. Let's get into crypto. So, one of the biggest reasons in general. I am really positive about the outlook of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, a blockchain, is the continued infrastructure development that will help to enable Bitcoin and then to a lesser extent, some of the other cryptocurrencies out there to be a legitimate asset class for investment. If Bitcoin is to become a true store of value, Uh, there is a whole new class of opportunities to uh, gain exposure to Bitcoin. And companies like Fidelity are enabling that. And I've talked about Fidelity on the podcast, on on the YouTube channel a number of times before. But if you are not in the US or if you've never had exposure to Fidelity before, they are an investment company that has over $2 trillion uh, in assets under management right now over $2 trillion in assets under management. To put that into context, that's essentially 20 times the entire cryptocurrency marketplace that Fidelity has under management. The CEO has also come out and said previously that Fidelity has created a project in the past for mining both Bitcoin and Ethereum. They started that for educational purposes, but they actually now turn a small tidy profit when they set up that Bitcoin and mining operation. Then miraculously, they started making a little bit of money, but they initially set it up For educational purposes and fidelity has even created a subset business fidelity digital assets and as of last week they came out last week and said they now have their first customers for their digital asset business that are live and one of the big things that fidelity is doing with that digital assets business as you can see on the CNBC article here, Fidelity's new cryptocurrency company is up and running despite a bear market for digital coins. Uh, They announced this back in October. They quietly went live in Q1 of 2019. Uh, And one of the big things that they are doing is providing custody for uh, crypto assets. And one of the reasons that this is fundamentally a big deal is traditionally speaking, a lot of the companies that have provided custody or stored crypto for larger clients uh, it have been typically crypto-native companies. So companies like Coinbase, companies like BitGo, uh, Kingdom Trust, these companies are organizations that will store cryptocurrency for larger institutional investors and charge them a small percentage to maintain the security uh, and uh, to maintain their assets, keep them on the books for their for their customers. Now, the one problem with that is that if... Cryptocurrency or if the cryptocurrency Bitcoin industry is to kind of gain a bigger foothold, a lot of these companies that are currently providing that custodian solution are not um I'm not gonna say not trustworthy, but they are companies that don't have the the power and don't have the name that fidelity does and the fact that fidelity, which is again over a two trillion dollar asset manager is putting their skin in the game and offering these services, that's a that's a massive deal for the industry. And it does go to show that one of the biggest financial services providers in the United States uh, sees an opportunity in this industry to gain a foothold, and they're going ahead and doing so. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, but both within the financial services industry, JP Morgan. We have our best friend out there, Jamie Dimon, who has publicly called out Bitcoin multiple times and said, if you put a dollar into Bitcoin, you are basically going to lose your money. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Uh, And has on multiple, multiple times been highly critical of the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency world. Yet at the same time, JP Morgan has been developing technology on a private blockchain uh, based on Ethereum Quorum. And they have gone through the process of that development to create what they are now calling JP Morgan coin. Now, whether or not JP Morgan coin eventually has any type of impact on public blockchains, be it Ethereum or others, that still remains to be seen. The fact that JP Morgan considers cryptocurrency internally considers cryptocurrency a big enough deal to hire a team for numerous years to build on this technology to build on this private Ethereum fork Quorum, and then to create J.P. Morgan Coin, and then to roll that out to their customers to potentially see their own internal cost efficiencies. I do think that that does go to show again the longevity of the industry. While publicly, Jamie Dimon has come out and multiple times, you know, attacked cryptocurrency, attacked Bitcoin. Privately, it's 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 not a what are you saying? It's a what are you doing? Type of situation you know, what are you saying in public versus what are you doing behind closed doors and behind closed doors, JP Morgan has been building out this technology internally and trying to see how they can leverage it to improve cost efficiencies to help out their customers, whatever it might be. But again, this is not as I feel like in many respects, Fidelity is kind of a, a good actor in this space because they are they are betting on Bitcoin. They're also potentially evaluating other cryptocurrencies for custody and other solutions out there. But Fidelity is very much supporting Bitcoin um, and supporting customers who are interested in uh, investing in Bitcoin, while JP Morgan on the other end of the spectrum has publicly gone after Bitcoin. They're leveraging technology that Ethereum was built off of. They're leveraging that technology to try to improve their own systems and their own operating procedures, which I think, again, it does go to show if this can be leveraged on a private blockchain, there also might be opportunities for this to transition to a public blockchain in the future. And something that, again, is a positive outlook for the future, even if we don't like a lot of the things that Jamie Dimon has said in the past. Part of the issue with cryptocurrency and with the whole investment thesis of the herd was coming in late 2017, early 2018. That I think got a lot of retail investors excited because they thought, hey, you know, I'm going to be early to this thing uh, and these big, bad investors, these you know, big, bad Wall Street investors are going to come buy my bags. Obviously, it did not work like that. But one of the big issues with that was actually the fact that a lot of the pipelines, a lot of the infrastructure itself was not built out, was not ready. The established players like Fidelity were not in place to support, even if they wanted to. And I'm it is a very big assumption to to think that institutional investors simply wanted exposure to cryptocurrency. But even if they wanted to, the, the the pipeline infrastructure wasn't necessarily there yet. Another massive opportunity here, another really big reason I think to be excited about the the future outlook of cryptocurrency is backed. And if you're not familiar with backed, it's B A K K T. I'm sure many of you are. But BACT is owned by the parent company of the New York Stock Exchange. Many of you have obviously heard about the New York Stock Exchange. But BACT is owned by the parent company of the New York Stock Exchange, uh, which is the Intercontinental Exchange, otherwise known as ICE. And BACT is really interesting because it is going after a market and it is kind of attacking a market that so far, again, mostly crypto native companies have the the biggest foothold in companies like Coinbase, Gemini internationally as well. Joining the fray with the CME and the CBOE offering Bitcoin futures backed is still in the application process has not been approved to do so yet and it's kind of pushed the can down the road a little bit but I do think that the addition of not only those two opportunities and while Bitcoin futures have not necessarily caught on as quickly as a lot of people expected I think that this is something to certainly remain positive on. And not only is is backed going after the Bitcoin futures market, uh, as well as just more institutional grade products with the experience that they have from the leadership team at Intercontinental Exchange and New York Stock Exchange, they're also potentially looking at a more retail customer base uh, in addition to that. So one of the things that came out very recently, uh, about a week or so ago, was the idea that Starbucks is going to be accepting crypto-based payments via BACT. And this was something that the block broke and Starbucks has actually received equity in BACT in exchange for their partnership Uh, And one of the things that they will do is Starbucks will begin accepting Bitcoin based payments after the equity deal. Now, there is not necessarily a specific timetable on this. And Starbucks was a founding partner or or kind of one of the leading partners in addition to Microsoft for backed. But seeing that this is kind of coming to fruition and the plans for it, it is really an interesting opportunity. I mean, we're not talking about, um, you know, mom and pop's bodega downstairs in, uh, you know, in the Lower East Side of Manhattan or something like that. This is one of the largest global just retail coffee companies, if not the largest in existence right now. And while this is initially limited to the United States, the the opportunity there for payments via cryptocurrency, via Bitcoin from backed to Starbucks is really interesting. Now, there are obviously other things that need to be overcome with this too. I think a lot of people, when you look at Bitcoin right now, the big use case is the store value or the speculative store value, the speculative instrument. So if you think something's going to go up two, three, four x whatever it might be, do you really want to be spending your cryptocurrency at Starbucks, you know, buying a latte on it? That remains to be seen. But the optionality is important in my mind in seeing a company as large as Starbucks, having interest in this partnership and interest in doing so, through backed is fantastic. Outside of the infrastructure that's being developed as a reason to feel confident or or happy about the potential future outlook of cryptocurrency and of Bitcoin, this was something and shout out to uh, everybody's favorite uh, Twitter character, meme, all around good guy, uh, Anthony Pompliano. Pomp, Morgan Creek Digital, and Pomp, the team there, they had two of the first US pension funds to take the plunge on crypto investing. And if we pop down here, so Morgan Creek uh, Morgan Creek had, is an investment firm. Uh, and then they have specifically Morgan Creek Digital, which Pomp runs. And they had two pension plans uh, in Fairfax County, Virginia, which are anchors in their new $40 million venture capital fund. However, that $40 million fund, about 70, 75% of that is going to venture. But about 15, I believe about 15 to 25% of that might actually be dedicated to liquid cryptocurrency investments such as Bitcoin uh, in that case. So that is something that you, you know, when you're looking at, you have uh, pension funds that have direct exposure into cryptocurrency. uh, And that is a I think that's a really big deal in the industry. Now, for context, why would pension funds be a big deal if they start investing in crypto? Uh, And I think it is a really, really big deal. And when you look at it, so first of all, I don't want to sit here and say that the two pension funds that invested in uh, this fund are are the biggest by any by any stretch. You have the Fairfax County Retirement System, uh, which has two different two different funds that are within. The actual Morgan Creek Digital forty million dollar fund, but when you take a step back and look at some of the largest pension funds in the world, this is from uh, Willis Towers Watson. The three, the world's three hundred largest pension funds, one hundred fifty one of those are based in the United States. Uh, out of the one hundred, or excuse me, out of the three hundred largest funds, they total to eighteen trillion dollars in assets. So there is eighteen trillion dollars of investable assets within. The 300 largest pension funds in the world. The top 20 funds in the world actually have $7.4 trillion in assets. And when you look at the breakdown, this is the North American breakdown, but 46% of those assets go to equities, 17% of those assets go to alternatives in cash, and 36% of those go to fixed income. If you were to think about, and this is a huge simple this is just a huge simplification of this process but if the top 300 fund assets were to take one percent of their again huge simplification but if the top 300 uh pension funds globally speaking were to take one percent of their assets uh and deploy those into cryptocurrency that would be larger than the entire cryptocurrency market as a whole right now not just bitcoin just theorem the entire cryptocurrency market as a whole is substantially larger so something to take into consideration when you think about um, how large the kind of investable base is if there is ever the desire for more pension funds to begin to enter this type of ecosystem and lastly you have a number of the established tech giants that are all building out infrastructure in the blockchain space right now. And this is a new development. This is from IBM, where they're actually building technology to allow for crypto uh, crypto custody uh, designed specifically for banks. You can see here, IBM is coming into the crypto custody space. This is yesterday, March 12th. Uh, and this is specifically for companies. This is not IBM storing the crypto themselves, but utilizing IBM's private cloud and encryption technologies. They're building uh, tools for other companies out there, specifically banks, to store cryptocurrency and to handle their own custody as an alternative to fidelity and the the buck doesn't just stop there. You have companies like Amazon, which aWS is one of the is the largest cloud technology provider in the world. AWS has multiple blockchain offerings. Now, blockchain offerings, private blockchain offerings don't necessarily translate to public blockchain value. But again, I think a positive long term development for future outlook, Uh, you have Microsoft, getting involved in this space, you have Oracle getting involved in this space. These are all multiple, multiple billion dollar companies that have been offering uh, both accessibility to develop public blockchain solutions, as well as private blockchain solutions that are hosted uh, on their infrastructure. And I think that is a big deal in the long run. Now, the goal of this video isn't necessarily to provide you with one big uh, heaping pipe full of hopium. My goal with this is, is really just to show some of the developments and, and to, to compile them into kind of a neat format here of the companies and the sophistication, the size of the companies and the opportunities that these companies have that are building the cryptocurrency space right now. Where we're at from a market capitalization perspective, where we're at from an infrastructure perspective, it for many people that have invested in this industry, um, however wise or unwise that may have been at the specific time. I do think that the industry as a whole is continually getting built out and on an upward trajectory with a positive future outlook. I don't necessarily know about the short-term price impact right now. I have no clue. But when we're looking at the long-term potential uh, and the level and sophistication of the companies, the resources that they have available to them that are building technology in this space, Gives me a lot of of hope and and positive outlook here, so that's something that I'm excited about. Would love to hear your thoughts about this in the comments. I'm sure there's going to be you know a lot of people in the YouTube comments and on Twitter reaching out, just saying like, hey, you know this this industry is dead. Why are you even talking about this stuff anymore? That's fine, um, but I would rather be to be honest. I would rather be wrong with with uh, you know the Intercontinental Stock Exchange and Fidelity and J.P. Morgan and um, you know, Starbucks and backed and IBM and Amazon and Google, then it would be wrong with, you know, kind of the average just roll on Twitter. So it is what it is. If you are new to the channel, by any chance would love for you to hit that subscribe button. That would be fantastic. If you've been here for a while, make sure you hit that thumbs up button, that like button gets this video out to as many people as possible. Crypto Bobby signing out. Hope you have a great day. Peace.